You're listening to your superpowered mind on the Superpower Up podcast, the show that investigates the innate power within your brain to create lasting change. Hello, everyone. Welcome to your superpowered mind. I'm your host, Kristen Maxwell. And in this show, we explore the process of transformation and give you tools and strategies that you can use to transform your own life. Today, I am going to be talking to Eliza Lay Ryan about how to tap into your creativity to create resilience. Eliza Ryan is a speaker, teacher, and performing artist who has led acting programs and taught super mindfulness practices to people from all over the world. She collaborates with leaders in neuroscience, business, wellness, and education, and uses insights from science and the arts to offer practices that support creativity, resilience, and connection. Eliza is the author of the book, Super Mindful, How to Tap into Your Creativity. Welcome, Eliza. Thanks so much for having me. Yes, I enjoyed your book, and I'm really excited to to share what you're doing with everybody. Me too. So my, my first question is always, what superpower did you discover as the result of mastering your mind? Well, my book was actually initially called Ways to Wonder because I think the superpower that we get through super mindfulness is access to both the experience of wonder and the verb to wonder. And this places us actively in a beginner's mind and also proactively in a creative, curious mind that wants to go further to understand the world around us and connect with it more deeply and create with it instead of running away from it or avoiding it. So wonder really places us in full contact with the fullness of life um, instead of a kind of aspirational transcendence, wonder allows us to be fully connected, fully here, and fully engaged. Oh, that's lovely. It's a nice experience, too. <laughs> yes. And, and so my, my question is, because have you always been this way, connected to wonder? Are no. you one of those people who was sort of born with that look at how lovely the world is or has that, is that something you learned no it's definitely something that i've learned and um it was an interesting thing because i've always been connected to it in the sphere of the arts so i grew up acting and dancing and singing and painting and playing the piano you know the arts have been this were this sphere where i had a lot of access to wonder and a lot of access to curiosity and creativity. And in the rest of my life, I really struggled and, you know, I'm still in dialogue with a lot of anxiety, a lot of confusion. Why is the world like this? These, I mean, from a very young age, I was kind of besought by these existential questions of being, and it, it's a lot to navigate. I mean, we don't, we don't know the answers to, to these questions, right? So we need to find ways to be in dialogue with them in relationship to them. And it wasn't until I started, I was teaching acting to actors and non-actors in this program where people would come from all over the world to study together acting. And 
um, you know, a lot of them were there just because they were interested in becoming more confident or public speaking. And they had never encountered these practices before. And they were reporting to me like, wow, this really helps me feel more resourced. This really helps me feel more present. This really helps me feel more empathic. This really helps me feel like I have more choices in my life. And I thought, whoa, so this thing that I've been teaching over here, I haven't been translating <laughs> into my actual life, you know, as a, as a being, you know, as a creative being outside of a laboratory of art. And so that became my real curiosity of how can we take these practices that in one sphere are so helpful in being fully present and fully engaged and bring them out into the flow of our daily life. Wow. Okay. That is, um, and you know what I'm loving about what you're talking about is how we can take this and learn to transfer, you know, to take it into a different part of our lives and what did you find when you when you started taking this into other parts of your life? Well, the what I found is that so much of my I think my goal was, or my idea of the ideal was kind of um, there was a transcendent ideal, like transcend my humanity, transcend my vulnerability, transcend my discomfort. And what's amazing about about acting is that you're engaging all different textures of humanity and you're allowing those to teach you. You know, you may play a villain and you, ha you have likes and dislikes about that villain, but you also have curiosity about that villain. You want to understand them and inhabit them and see why they are how they are. And I just thought, I realized I was ex extending so much empathy and care and compassion to fictional characters and teaching other people how to do that while not extending the same loveliness to myself. And I realized, wow, could I extend that curiosity, that compassion, that care, that empathy to myself? And I think that's been one of the largest benefits and, and, and gifts of practicing these, these tools and, and just practicing this mindset of, of being creatively engaged. And instead of trying to manage, I spent so much time trying to manage myself, you know, even with spiritual practices, because I've always been interested and I've been meditating for a long time in different modalities, done a lot of different kinds of energy work, like using those as a way to open and engage and experience is totally different than using those as a way to manage in, and shifting into that place of empathy for myself, place of curiosity and compassion for myself has transformed all of the ways that I try to experience or play around with experiencing life. Yeah, I love that. And um, I can't wait to get into some of the more nuts and bolts about how, again, look, I'm sort of this manager. <laughs> yeah. Well, I can tell you, you do? yeah, yeah. Well, I can tell you the, uh, pro the process. So there are two buckets um, that are interplaying all the time our ability to be present and our ability to be open to new possibilities and experience new possibilities and new mindsets. So our ability to be present rests on two things. One, our ability to learn how to be present, to how to come into the present moment. So for example, just how to be 
in touch with our physical selves, where we are as we are. So for example, one practice that actors use that I use all the time, and that is part of super mindful canon is just being present to where you're making physical contact at any moment and saying, okay, here I am making physical contact with the floor and making physical contact with the chair. And just that brings you where you are. You tend to notice that everything slows down for a moment. You have a different access to your breath, just very tangibly landing in the place that you're in. Then from there, it's so helpful if you can feel the floor under you expanding out in all directions and then everything on the floor with you. And then you're really placed in the room that you're in. And once you're really placed in the room that you're in, especially if there are other people in that room, you're really there with them. So that's one nuts and bolts practice that is that you can really do anytime and it's, it's there and then there are three more so we can yeah, talk good. about that you know one what? first if you want <laughs> yeah let me cut you off because we do need sure. to go to a break before we oh, go sure. into that but what I love about your saying is that making physical contact and then even this idea of one thing that I just somehow is like sometimes feeling the air on me exactly yes or feeling your clothes on you and or even just saying where does my attention want to anchor? And mm -hmm. just allowing it to anchor there. I always find that when I ask that it anchors in my upper back between my shoulder blades. And then, then I'm just connected to my emotional center, really. And it spreads out from there. And here I am. So just even, even connecting to your own inner wisdom, which is so there and we just don't access it. Where does my attention mm -hmm. want to anchor? Oh, right there. Okay, here I am. Yeah. Um, so ways to bring us to that place of here I am um, yeah. is the first step in the process that we'll continue to talk about. <laughs> okay, perfect. Yeah, I love this. This is um, want to go on. Okay, but in a moment, before we break, can you tell people where they can learn about your book and, you know, more about you and your work? Sure. Uh, supermindful.co is the website. Okay, great. Hang on, come right, we'll be right back and we're going to talk more to uh, Eliza, uh, Eliza, <laughs> gosh, I am butchering your name, Eliza Ryan, about how to tap into creative creativity to create resilience. Hello, everyone. This is Tonya Don Reckla, Executive Director of Superpower Experts, and we want to thank each of you for making Superpower Up the number one podcast network for personal development and spiritual growth. Because people like you have the courage to say that mindfulness, healthy living, disrupting reality, the pursuit of consciousness, responsible entrepreneurship, and radical parenting matter. We now amass over 1 million downloads monthly in more than 90 countries. Our numbers keep growing because there are far more people willing to live divergently than mass media wants to acknowledge. For you, the change makers, the light bearers, the way showers, we say thank you. If you're ready to take the next step in your evolution, go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz. And as Neva Lee Rekla, our youngest podcaster, likes to remind us, remember, we all have superpowers and we can change the world. Welcome back, everyone. Okay, I'm really excited to hear. So we're, we want to learn how to be present in our physical self. And so we went through the practice. So what, what's another way to start to, to engage um, and be creativity, creatively engaged in the world versus managing ourselves? Yeah. So one reason we're not creatively engaged is because we feel under-resourced and we are afraid. We, our fight, flight, 
flee, freeze response is our habitual response. So one of my goals with this work is to make creativity our habitual response <laughs> rather than fear, to make mm-hmm. curiosity our habitual response rather than judgment. That's, that's kind of my overarching goal of my life. <laughs> Yeah. It's a small task, you know, just a small task. Yeah, good, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Especially in the current moment, right? But yeah. I really think, um, you know, if people can be this this curious and, and empathic towards fictional characters, you would think that they would be able to extend this if they know how towards actual people and towards themselves. So I, I do have hope for it. Um, so the first part that we talked about was presence, connecting with presence, just being where we are as we are. So... This, this process actually really is what is, what is, a, re- is a rehearsal process or is a class process in, in acting. So it's just bringing it into the daily moments of our lives. Because just to, as a sidebar, another thing I noticed, um, I'm, I studied yoga. I'm a yoga teacher and teach meditation also. And the feedback that I get a lot and have gotten a lot is I don't have, to have time. You know, I just don't have time to take out to connect. And so I really wanted to make these practices things you could do anytime, anywhere in the flow of your life. Um, So we saw with the presence practices that you can. And that's not to say that practices that that you use separately, that you go and be somewhere quietly or in nature, that that those aren't helpful. Those are great. This is just, these are in action. These are present and participating. Um, So the presence practices is the first step, just getting present. Then the next step is getting resourced, saying, okay, here I am being present. But oftentimes what happens when we're present is we're like, I don't want to be present. <laughs> you know, like, right. I'm feeling a lot of stuff and this is uncomfortable. Um, and so then the next step is getting resourced. And so one way that is really helpful to get resourced is to feel just the substance of your of your physical self again. So to feel once you've gotten present to the fact that you are where you are, to feel the substance and weight of your feet, the substance and weight of your lower body, your legs, your pelvis, the substance and weight of your upper torso, your whole torso, the substance and weight of your arms and your hands the substance and weight of your neck and the substance and weight of your head. And then you just find that you are connected to the strength and substance of your, of yourself. Like here you are, you are stable, substantive, grounded, capable of being here. And from there, there's a sense of opening can happen. And and that's just one. So right now I'm actually creating an e-course where each of these modalities that I'm talking about is a modality is a, is a five day modality. Um, so there are more practices than just these, but these are some of them for people to use right now. So it's really helpful just to say, okay, this is my, the substance of my physical self. Um, another way to feel resourced is to just notice, just notice your breath. I mean, it's kind of a hackneyed thing, but to allow it to, to not just deepen, but expand. So to, I like to think of my breath as it, as it goes in, it's expanding my whole self. And as it goes out, it's softening my whole self. So it's almost like my whole self becomes this unified organism. That's like a heart, like it's like the breath is like blood and it's like beating my whole self. Like 
Inhaling, expanding, exhale, softening. And noticing that the air around us becomes breath and our breath becomes the air. And so in a very physical, tangible way, the world is supporting us. The, the air around us is becoming our breath and our breath is becoming the air. And we are in an actual physical exchange with the world around us, with the people around us um, that we can't do anything about and we didn't make happen. But it's, I think it's a really good um, model, metaphor for our interconnectedness, just the fact of our, our need for connection, actually. You know, like, we can't avoid it. <laughs> we all are, like, standing on this ground, breathing this air. <sighs> Here we are. Yeah. That, I love that, that the idea of that we are all in exchange with the, the same air and breathing it in and this out. Right. And so it's very practical because then we see, oh, we're actually resourced. You know, we're actually our resource and we don't have to do anything. The air is resourcing us. And, you know, obviously, if you have spiritual practices, those are those can be helpful in this moment, too. Or right. Well, actually, I'm going to cut you off there because what. What happens though, a lot of people I deal with are the ones where they're like, okay, so here's my body and my mind is flipping out. Like, okay, yeah. sure, I'm here. And while I'm paying attention, I can pay. And this was very much me before. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I had constant anxiety too through my life yeah. earlier. That was my path also in coming yeah. to this. Um, is okay. So I'm here and I can feel while well, I'm paying attention to it, my breath, mm -hmm. and then my brain automatically goes back to but yes, everybody's fighting out in the world. And what's happening. And so I know you have practices that start to go even more internal too. what are those and how do they work? Yeah, so these are the possibilities practices. So first, what I want to say about presence is that we it, it just takes, in my experience, it just takes time to also say, okay, so again and again, I become present and each time I don't die, you know, like, mm -hmm. <laughs> and each time, like, I come out the other side. Um, so that, the more we can be present, the more we reinforce that we can be and it's, and it's going to be okay. And the more we become in dialogue with that flipping out mind instead of being the flipping out mind, the more we yeah. have the flipping out mind instead of the flipping out mind having us. Yes. And um, what I find also is that people in when doing it, they start to connect to a sense of peace and expansiveness, mm -hmm. you know, just even maybe just for 10 seconds. Right. But and then, I think it's important to not make that the goal, too, no. you know, because then you're trying to be like, I need to be expansive. <laughs> like, what's right. wrong with me that I'm not expansive? Um, right. However, it, what's kind of also interesting, though, is in the possibilities practices, um, which is what makes us super mindful, not just mindful. Um, the possibilities practices are all imagination practices. So what actors do that anyone can do is basically shift their inner lives to experience new things on purpose. And so in that moment of flipping out or anytime, it's possible, it is not really possible to say, relax. <laughs> you know, like, right. Yeah, like, <laughs> sure, I would. It is not possible, but it is possible to shift your, your qualitative experience. So for example, one practice that we work with a lot are qualities. So qualities are 
not good. They're not bad. They're, I just think of them as anything you'd find in nature. So rough, smooth, spiky, soft, direct, indirect qualities are these elemental experiences that we can have. So for example, right now, you can invite yourself to adopt a quality of softness, soft legs, soft torso, soft arms, soft neck, soft head, soft thoughts. And just for a moment, you can imagine if someone were to walk in the room right now, how you might greet them from this quality of softness. And then what's really helpful is to contrast that with its polarity of hard. So right now you could adopt a quality of hardness, hard like a wall. So hard feet, hard legs, hard torso, hard arms, hard neck, hard face, hard head. You can feel what hard feels like. And as somebody walks in, in your imagination, you can greet them from this place of hard. And then you can let hard give way to soft in any way that feels good. Or you can just ball them both up and throw them away and just feel your feet on the ground. So you can play around with actually shifting your inner experience and notice and noticing the benefit of all inner experiences. So for example, soft allows you to feel more receptive, more slow, whereas hard allows you to feel more defended and more um, maybe shored up against the world. And mm -hmm. both of those can be helpful. You know, both of those are adaptive. So once we start playing around, one with noticing that we can shift our inner experience pretty easily, and two, that all inner experiences are, are trying to be adaptive, they're trying to help us. Then when we have the flipping out mind, we can be like, hey mind, what's up? <laughs> like, mm -hmm. You're trying to help me, how are you trying to help me? And then we can also not maybe label it as anxiety, but we could label it as fast, like fast and bright and indirect. And so then we're like, blah, blah, blah. of course I feel overwhelmed from there. Okay, so then can I find the polarity of that? Can I find just for a moment, slow and direct? Can I just find those sensations mm -hmm. to give me a little bit of a shift, a little bit more space? without very the reason why it's so important to start with presence is that for a, for a long time i was like no thank you presence i just want to be in possibilities <laughs> you know, like uh -huh. i just want to like be in whatever bright direct and open you know all the time and i'm gonna make it that way <laughs> you know yes. but what's yeah. really important is to start with the possibility with the, with the presence to say okay i can be with what is and now I can play around with shifting what is from that place of curiosity and acceptance. That's why it's so important to start there. And so, and cause then we're not in that managing place. We're in that, okay, this is what's happening. Is it possible that I could experience this other thing? And then what does that do? You know, what is that? How does that shift my experience mm -hmm. of this moment? And how does that give me a little bit of space? And maybe that is something that I can, play around with more frequently, like in, in low stress situations, when my brain isn't freaking out, when I'm just washing the dishes, if I play around with experiencing softening, experiencing slowing or experiencing hardening, if that's what I want, then those are more accessible to me in those other moments. Basically, it's just giving, I think of it like your genetics and your life experience have 
given you certain colors that you can paint with. But you can add more colors to your palette. And when you have those colors, then they're there for you when you need them. Or like your genetics and your life experience, if it's a refrigerator, like you have eggs and meat and milk and you're like, I have no vegetables. You know, like so right. you can give yourself the experience of basically creating new neural pathways through your own experience. Like imagination, which are the possibilities practices, embodied imagination is our most underutilized inner resource. We have this incredible ability to be anything, to think anything, to feel anything. And we don't exercise it. And it's so, it's just right there. I mean, right. kids do it all the time and we just, we forget about it. And so the other thing about these practices is that they're all internal. So it's not about role playing. It's not like, I'm gonna go and be a Viking, you know? Like it's, it's just this, like, it's just as simple as saying, okay, can I adopt the belief I'm capable? And when I adopt that belief, like I'm capable, I know what I'm doing, it's no problem, I can do it how do I feel about, does that feel familiar or unfamiliar? What, what information does it give me about myself? And then can I practice it? Do I like it? Do I want to play around with it more? Or I'm incapable. I can practice that and say, okay, what is that? Does that feel familiar or unfamiliar? Then I gain awareness around myself. Oh, right. I can practice it. What does it feel like to be not capable? Oh. And so then also when we encounter other people who are in these states of being that are different from ours, you know, who are like bananas instead of just milk. <laughs> and we're not like, what are you? You are so confusing and I don't like you. We're just, we become curious, like, oh, I, I don't know what that is. What is that? Um, and that's the connection piece and the wonder yeah. piece. You know, you know, let me step in here. One of the, um, one of the things that you were speaking to early is we have, we're born with this way of thinking or, well, or we learn, however we get there. I don't mm -hmm. know. Right, don't right. Yeah. to know. We right. get to this set where a certain set of circumstances happens and we respond in a habitual way. Mm -hmm. And what I find is that people don't even know that there's even a possibility of responding in a different way. Mm -hmm. So exactly. for example, that something happens and you're cut off on a car and people are like, I'm supposed to get mad. Right. <laughs> what about this possibility of what's a different interpretation? You know, right. maybe that person was super absent-minded because they've had a horrible day. You exactly. know, and just, I mean, that's a silly example, but it's... No, I mean, I actually use that example a lot, the, the cutting off in my book. And actually, one of the pieces of feedback, I was just thinking about this yesterday when I was driving, one of the pieces of feedback I've gotten the most from the book is like, when I'm driving and people cut me off, I, I think about them differently. Yeah. <laughs> and, it's, and, it's, and it's really, and so even then in our own lives, well, something happens and we typically will, will respond with anxiety or anger or oh my gosh, I can't handle this. And then just even asking the brain, like when I ask clients, well, what's a different interpretation of what's going on? Their brains sometimes are blank. They yeah. cannot even picture a circumstance, a different way of looking at it. Exactly. And that's what I love what you're doing is you're saying like, well, you could actually even try on this feeling of being capable in response to this or soft, you know, some of us. Right. And um, so I love that. Like, yeah, it, it really opens the world. 
Yeah, and so importantly, there, so there are three different ways to do this, three, three different kind of buckets. There's shifting your affect, so these things like soft, bright, gliding, floating, you know, these. Then there are the thoughts, the mental life, I'm capable, not capable, people are jerks, people are kind, I'm better than people, I'm worse than people, you know, these kinds of thoughts that position us in the world and drive us, our beliefs, basically. And through contrast, through through adopting polarities, we become aware, oh, these are my thoughts, these are my beliefs, you know, like, oh, yeah. and then there's also the physical, then we can also do it physically. So um, it's really important because different, some people are auditory, some people are kinesthetic, some people are visual, people are very different learners. So it's really important to me that there are a bunch of ways for people to do this because you know, you know, in chorus line, there's like every day for a week, we would try to, you know, like be an ice cream. And it's like, no, it's not about, it's not about like trying to, it's not about trying to do the technique, right? It's allowing, allowing these things to serve you. So not all of the practices will be, will connect with every person. And that's why there's a lot of different ways to exercise our possibilities, like colors, for example, shifting with colors is so powerful for some people and other people are like i just can't see colors you know and that's totally fine and so that's why you know i've been teaching this for 15 years so i've taught a lot of different people and so i've realized like okay we need a huge canon so everyone can have a way in um to experiencing this this way of playing yes and, and i bet the thing that um there's often people are like, well, this is too much work. You know, I've got to remember to do this. And I would say that, yes, you do need to remember to do it, to make it a practice. And then your brain starts to rewire and it starts to become your automatic. Is that your experience? Oh, definitely. Yes, definitely. And um, the other, so the, the right now on the, the way that it's structured in the book, there are 52 practices so you can do one a week or one a day whatever you'd like and so the idea is you just read it in the morning you just play around with it that day and on the website right now there's a subscription to one to four minute long recordings so you can just do them anytime you can do them when you feel like you need to like stop your habitual thought when you feel like you just want to practice new ways of being um, the idea is to make it really accessible and like you can do them anywhere. And then the e-course that I'm creating also has that like about a five minute lesson and then just recording. So the idea, I don't want you to be glued to a screen. You know, I want you to be able to listen to them, read them, just put, get them in your being and play around with them and make them your own because that's the personalization. Like that's what makes it embodied and, and actually uh, applicable in your life. Um, making yeah. it physical and making it not something you do outside of the flow of your life, something you do inside of the flow of your life. And to your clients with the, with the blank minds, um, there's a practice and all of us can be like that, right? <laughs> there's a practice in the back of the book called Applied Super Mindful where you take these ways of shifting into new possibilities and you basically think from those perspectives. Like you would create, you would take a situation and you would create a, a, basically a character, like a way of thinking, for example, you would think, think about the situation from a place of like spiky and I hate everything. And then you just write, think about the situation from that perspective and write about it. And then you think about the situation from a place of life is orderly and I am capable and um, my shoulders are soft and my feet are 
on the ground. And then you think about it from that perspective and you can do it as many different ways as you want. And then what you do is you go through to each, and this takes a second, like I do it on when my daughter's sleeping in the car, you know, like so you can do it anytime. Um, and then you mind them for their wisdom. So we, we tend to think, oh, like nothing good could happen from that per- first perspective of like people are jerks and my mind is, and I'm amazing or whatever I said, you know, this like closed-minded perspective, like nothing good could, could come from that. But that's the perspective that was developed adaptively in response to life. So it does want to share something with us. You know, there's something about that perspective that could be learned from. And I think that's the other thing that this work invites us to is say, okay, so even perspectives that we find abhorrent and like, what, why, how, you know, how can we go towards them and how can we understand them? Because no amount of anger and hatred and trying to shut it down is actually going to change it. You know, it's just not. So how can we go towards it, towards understanding and allow it to teach us something that otherwise we wouldn't have ever had access to and leaves us going nowhere? Yeah. And right now, you know, this is a a time with we're in the midst of coronavirus where there is a lot of, um, it seems polarizing. So to be able to start to maybe look at maybe this is where people are coming from. Right. Yeah. Relaxing into that. There's a good practice too that is part of the, um, this work, which is, I find so helpful, which is asking what, how, and why. So in any given situation, and this is really what actors do when they encounter a script or a character first, just what, what are they doing? Like what, physically are they doing like maybe it's my husband washing the dishes okay he's washing the dishes how is he doing it he's doing it like a madman <laughs> like okay so that's my judgment like okay but then okay my judgment is a madman so but what's actually happening oh he's tight he's fast he's not breathing okay so that that could make me just want to like move him away and wash the dishes myself you know right or leave the room <laughs> Right. Or leave the room. Like I am being infected by whatever's going on with you. (laughs) Or I can take one step further. So hold his experience in the same way that I can hold my own experience through the presence practices and then ask why, like either ask why to him or ask why in myself. Like if I'm in this place of tight, fast and not breathing, like what's happening for me, you know? And, And so if I'm tight, fast and not breathing, and then someone comes up to me and is like, what is your problem? <laughs> you know, like that's going to be the worst, the worst trajectory for that moment. And that's so often what we're doing. We're always kind of like repelling things in the, in the wrong direction because we can't, and I'm such a sponge. Like that's one of my, I watch a movie and, and my husband looks over and he's like, it's not actually happening. To I know. <laughs> I cannot watch scary sad movies. No, not at all. So, you know, part of this was for me too, because I needed to learn not only how to be empathic to myself and and compassionate and curious about myself, but also the people in my life, you know, when I was sponging them and I didn't like it, I would want to manage them. You know, I wouldn't be like, ah, I need it. And so to learn how to say, okay, I can hold the space for you. I can, I can be curious. If I can be curious about a fictional character, I can't be curious about my husband, you know, like that's, that doesn't seem right. So how can I 
extend that same curiosity to the people in my life and the people in my world. Yeah, it's a lovely, uh, it will make it also, it seems much easier if you're parenting <laughs> or yeah. in relationships with people, you know, to just, just your on, you know, your close families. You know what? We are running out of time. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. I would love to, um, I, I had so much fun going through some of the exercises and, and noticing some of the, a lot of what was super interesting is how much I, um, identified and how I could be like, Oh, that's not me. That's not the way, but we don't have time to go into that. But I recommend that people get the book and try it on because there was a lot of self um, awareness in that. Um, Can you remind people where they can find your book and learn more about you? Sure. Yeah. Supermindful.co. And just, you know, importantly is that I took a foray into science. I thought, okay, the only way this can be, palatable for people is if I'm a neuroscientist for a while, I was like, okay, that's the path. (laughs) Actor and now I'm a neuroscientist. And so I did work and collaborate with, um, with neuroscientists in Boston and Brigham and women's and, and in, so the book is, is very um, laden with insights from science, from education, from business. I collaborate really closely with a professor in the management department at Babson. And um, it's important to me it was really important to me that this book feels as you're reading it, as you were saying, like nuts and bolts and practical, because I want people to be able to be intellectually satisfied as well as kind of emotionally and maybe spiritually satisfied. So that's an important piece is the science piece and the business piece and the education piece. The research piece um, is a big part of the book. So that is something that people can feel comfortable with, I think. Yes, yes. It, 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 I find coming from my background, I find if you can tell me why things are changing and that they really are changing things in my head, then I'm like, right. okay, I'm a lot more willing to do what feel like just momentary exercises because, totally. wow, it might actually make a difference. Yeah, me too. Me too. Good. <laughs> so, remind, so you are super mindful. Dot co. co. Yeah. Okay, great. Thank you so much for doing this work, um, for sharing it with us. We can all use um, more wonder and more play. And I will say it probably it feels like some of us, you know, stuck in our head, it feels like we're a long way from wonder. Yeah. But, but I don't think that's true. Right. Yeah. No, it's right there. I mean, I, I feel it. It feels like that, but it's almost like ah, we're, we're so starving or we're so thirsty or it's like, it's like breath. It's like air, you know, it's right there. We just have to let it in. Yes. It really- and in order to let it in, we need ways to let it in. And so that's why I wrote the book because we, there's, you know, we all know we need to be more empathic. We need to be more connected. We need to be more curious, you know, but like how, how, how? It's, so exactly. that's why I wrote the book. So we could all stop walking around beating ourselves up for not being these things and have ways to actually be them. <laughs> right. And that's why I'm doing this, this podcast. Like how exactly. Get out how? Of it? Yeah. I love it. It's, I love it. It's so great. Yeah. You know, like yeah. you're doing the same thing, sharing practical tools with people that make the world a better place, hopefully. <laughs> yes, exactly. And all of us more peaceful and happy and better people. So exactly. thank you so much listeners. I so appreciate you for showing up for yourselves. And until next time, 
Go out and remember that you do hold the power to change and transform your world. Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz today. 